Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. Thank you for Calvary. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you are thankful that you have been washed in the blood? Amen. Amen. I'm so thankful, amen, for the blood of Jesus. Uh, if, if, if it weren't for his blood, amen, there's no, there's no shot, there's no chance, there's no hope. We don't have enough money. We can't be good enough. We can't, we can't fix it ourselves. Amen. It's only by His blood. And I'm so thankful today, amen, for His blood. Speaking of being washed in the blood, not too long ago, Ashley was baptized in Jesus' name and washed in the blood. And we want to give her her certificate today. Amen. Amen. How many of you are thankful that you're here today? You could be in bed sick. You could be pushing up daisies. Well, but you're here. Amen. God's given us the ability to come together one more time. And for those of you that don't know, I'm A.J. Dumb, and I'm the lead pastor here. And uh, been here uh, 18 years now, so... You would think that everybody would know that, but some people still say, are you the pastor? And I am. So I'm glad that you're here today. And uh, it's wonderful to see all of you in the house. And uh, for everybody that's not here, we miss you. Uh, hope that you're watching online if you're sick or out of town today. Amen. We're excited about what God is doing. We've been doing this As It Is in Heaven series, and we're going to continue that today. Uh, most times uh, when we when we get into a series, we get we get like just focused on this series and what we're learning in the series. And the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about uh, his kingdom, not our kingdom, right? And uh, we talked about how Jesus is the king. And today we're going to talk about the king is coming. The king is coming. Amen. If you have your Bibles, if you would, just turn with me to the book of Zechariah, chapter 9, verse 9. Zechariah 9, verse 9. The kingdom of God it arrived for the first time with the coming of Jesus Christ, but it will be fully established at His second coming. And uh, the King is coming. Are you looking forward to the King coming? Amen. Are you looking forward to that day? In the days before Jesus was crucified, He rode into Jerusalem. People recognized the King was coming. And when Jesus comes again, things will be settled on earth as it is in heaven. Today, let's read, and I'm going to read a different version than the King James. Uh, I'm going to read, I believe this is the ESV version. But it says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your King is coming to you, righteous and having salvation is He, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Amen. The king 
is coming. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you, God, for what you're doing in our hearts and our lives. And God, draw us closer to you. Help us to respond to your word today. And God, we will give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, and everybody shout amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. What a privilege, amen, to be able to be in his house and to be able to uh, hear his voice. Amen. There was a donkey who thought he was a horse. There's nothing dignified about a donkey. We can look at him from any angle and we will fail to find what we might call a sense of presence. He just doesn't have it. He's an awkward, stubborn, and well, not very intelligent animal to say the least. But there is a story about a donkey who thought he was a horse. One day... He was just hanging out in Bethany, minding his own business, when two men came to him with an urgent need. The Lord needs it, he heard them say. And as they brought it to Jesus, they threw their cloaks upon it, and they put Jesus on the donkey. Well, its pride began to swell. Certainly, I'm not just a horse, but a grand steed, and Then people began throwing their cloaks upon the road in in honor of this donkey. Yes, I am grand indeed, he thought. People in the crowd began to joyfully praise God in loud voices. Yes, the donkey thought to himself, I am wonderful indeed. And then as soon as it had begun, the parade was over. Jesus got down off the donkey and the two men took him back to Bethany tying him again to the same old post. And no one ever again looked twice at that donkey. This donkey got to thinking and thinking and thinking. And as the donkey was thinking, God spoke to the donkey. You were not a horse, but a donkey. The hosannas were not for you, but for Jesus. The palm branches were not for you, they were for the king of kings. They were used, and and you were used as an instrument in God's great plan. You did a great job. Well done. You will be talked about for eternity. Thank you for your service, but you are not a horse. You are a donkey. And there is nothing wrong with being a donkey. As disciples of Jesus, we are called to be God's donkey. We are called to be humble, to bring Christ, the King, to the cities, to the towns, and to the communities in which we find ourselves. We are to be used for the grand purposes of God, and there is no higher privilege, there is no greater calling, but never forget, we're just a donkey. Amen. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 17, from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That means whenever the kingdom is at hand, repentance is needed. A turning from our ways, a turning from our thoughts and our ambitions to His ways and His thoughts and His will for our life. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Revelation chapter 21 and verse 1, John says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. He said, I saw a new heaven. I saw a new earth. 
There's coming a day, there's coming a time when things are going to be different. There's going to be a new reign. There's going to be a new kingdom that is fully established. Revelation 19 verses 11 through 16, he says, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. In righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. He was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. He hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I would like to take you for just a few moments today, if I could, to a graphic portrayal of the Word of God in the great cathedral in Milan. Come in out of the glare of the Italian sunshine, if you would, and pass through the cathedral doors. And suddenly, stretching out before you, you'll find Europe's third largest cathedral, where 52 marble columns hold up the lofty octagonal dome with over 4,400 turrets and pinnacles. Statues of angels rise all around us, and the effect is one of an incomparable combination of grace and grandeur, beauty and vastness. Up front behind the altar like a window opening out of heaven is one of the largest stained glass windows in the world. Depicted here is not an Old Testament scene. That stained glass window does not depict the resurrection of Jesus Christ the Lord, not His crucifixion, not His ascension. With tremendous imagery, the window depicts the triumph of Jesus Christ the Lord. The afternoon sun strains in, turning the window into a sea of glass mingled with fire. You see the vials being outpoured, the trumpets, Michael and his angels in battle against the dragon, the great angel with the rainbow upon his head and one foot upon the earth and the other upon the heaven, declaring in the name of him who lives forever and ever that time shall be no longer. Bound with a chain, Satan is thrown into the bottomless pit at last. The great white throne glows in the sunlight. And most impressive of all is the great white horse. Upon the horse sits a still greater rider with the armies of heaven behind him. And he comes to set everything straight at last. For every one of us who has hoped in him. For every one of us who has been subjected to the pain and prejudices of living for Jesus Christ in a world that has seemingly gone mad. I'm looking for that white horse. I'm looking forward to the day when the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords returns. A little boy was sick on Palm Sunday and he stayed home from church with his mother. His father returned home from church holding a palm branch. The little boy was curious and he asked, Why do you have that palm branch, Dad? You see, when Jesus come into town, came into town, he said everybody waved palm branches to honor him, so we got palm branches today. The little boy replied, Oh, shucks. The one Sunday I miss is the Sunday that Jesus shows up. When Jesus came for the first time, 
He rode on a donkey. But when he comes the second time, he will be riding a white horse. He came as a carpenter's son, but when he comes the second time, he will come as king of kings and lord of lords. He stood before Pilate. But when he comes a second time, Pilate will stand before him. I wish you would hear me today. There's a great contrast between his first and his second coming. The king is coming. The king is coming. Hear me today. The king is coming. Amen. Dr. George Sweeting once estimated that more than a fourth of the Bible is predictive prophecy. Both the Old and the New Testaments are full of promises about the return of Jesus Christ. There are over 1,800 references in the Old Testament and 17 Old Testament books that give prominence to this theme. Of the 260 chapters in the New Testament, there are more than 300 references to the Lord's return. One out of every 30 verses in the New Testament talks about His second coming. 23 of the 27 New Testament books refer to this great event. For every prophecy on the first coming of Jesus, there are eight on His second coming. We better not miss it. The Jews missed it. It, it, it somehow evaded them. And, and they knew the Scriptures. And they knew it was about to happen. But what's dangerous for us today is that we get so distracted. We get so caught up in the commonplace. We take for granted the fact that Jesus Christ is Lord. That the King is coming. And He will soon return. And when He returns, His second coming will be much different than His first. He came as a lion Amen. He will come as a lion and He will rule the earth. And I will tell you today, amen, that you and I, no matter what we think about ourselves, whenever we get in the presence of the King, all those grandeur thoughts of how awesome we are are going to fade. You know, we think we're making this happen. We think that it's all about us. I, I was reading the other day that two cows were grazing in a pasture. And a milk truck goes down the road by them. And on the side of the truck were the words pasteurized, homogenized, standardized, vitamin A added. One cow turned to the other cow and he said, makes you feel kind of inadequate, doesn't it? Jesus is coming. The King is coming. I don't know if you understand this, but, but all of your righteousness, all of your goodness, all of your good works, they're not going to amount to anything if you're depending on them for salvation. If you think by just being a good person, amen, that you are going to make heaven, you will not. The King of kings and the Lord of lords, He came the first time and He gave His life and He sacrificed Himself and took upon Him the sin of the world and made a way for you and I. Jesus is going to return and when He returns, He will not come as the Savior. He will come as our judge. Jesus is coming. If you're ready, you're not worried. 
If you're ready, that doesn't scare you. That, that makes you like, wow, this is going to happen. This is going to happen soon. I'm so ready for it. I, I, I know that this world is getting worse, but I'm excited because I know the King is coming. Amen. I, I, it doesn't matter what, what the worlds may say, what the governments of this world and the kingdoms of this world that may say, amen, it doesn't matter what wars and rumors of wars we hear about because we know the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is coming. Things will be very different when He comes again. Revelation 1 verse 7, Behold, He cometh with clouds and every eye shall see Him. And they also which pierced Him and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of Him, even so, amen, or even so, so be it. Everybody's going to see Him. Even the ones who pierced Him. That's talking about the Jewish nation. And every nation is going to have people in it that will wail and they will weep and they will sigh because of His coming. Jesus' second coming will not be hidden. It will be very hard to miss. Jesus' second coming will be visible and it will be victorious. Everyone will see Him arrive. Amen. Everyone will see Him and they will know that it is Jesus. And when Christ returns, He will conquer evil and He will judge all people according to their deeds. Amen. Even those who pierced Him will see Him. In Philippians 2, 10 and 11, Paul describes exactly what it's going to be like. He says that at the name of Jesus, that's the name that's going to be there. Every knee should bow and of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It's going to happen when they see Jesus again. Everybody's going to have to acknowledge He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. Everybody's going to have to bow down. At the very top of the Hungarian crown is a picture of Christ seated on His throne as the ruler of the world. And when an earthly ruler would wear this crown, they were reminded of the heavenly ruler. They were reminded of this verse in Scripture that says the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Christ and He will reign forever and ever. We've got to remember that the King is coming. Whatever you have to do, amen, the Jews, in order to remember that there was one God, they would bind it on their, their left arms and they would put it on their foreheads. They would put it on the doors of their house. Whatever you need to do to remind yourself the king is coming. I've got to be ready. I must make myself ready. I must do whatever I can to make sure my family is ready. The king is coming. The king is coming and he will reign forever. So you ought to, you ought to start allowing him to reign now. Come on. If the king is coming and he's going to reign forever, why don't you just start letting him reign now? Why don't you let him have control now? Why don't you put him on the throne now? Someday it's going to be unavoidable. The scripture says we will see him as he is. Oh, that's, that's, that's not just a warning. That's also comforting. Because some of us, we don't see Him yet as He is. We've got a little too image of God. Our, our image of God is too small. He's really not God enough in our lives. 
he's got enough for, you know, comfort and convenience, but he's not God enough to be on the throne and in control. And so because he's not on the throne and in control, we don't have the healing that we want to have. We don't see the deliverance that we want to see. We don't see the miracles that we ought to see because he's not on the throne. He's just enough for us to maybe be saved and make it from here to there. And we're hoping that the king will just kind of ignore our insolence and that he'll be okay with our rebellion at times because, you know, he understands he is a king of love and a king of mercy. But he's also God. He's also King of kings and Lord of lords. He is, amen, our Savior. But he will be our judge. And so we will see him. It will be unavoidable. We will not be able to ignore it. We won't be able to hide. The scripture says they're going to try to hide their faces. They're going to try to become invisible like little kids when they've done something wrong. When Jesus comes back, amen, when the king has come, something is going to be different. Amen. You've got to understand he's not going to come wimpy. He's not going to come in weakness. He's going to come in power. And when the king comes in power, everything is going to be settled. Everything that you've ever worried about, everything that you've ever wondered about, every question that you've ever had, it's going to be settled when the king comes. We're going to see him as he is. Amen. I long for the day that we can be like him. Because here, I'm weak here. Some days I'm powerless here. Some days I just want to throw in the towel. Amen. But I realize I serve a conquering king. Amen. And the scripture tells me that someday I'm going to be like him. I'm going to see him as he is. And all of my worries and all of my doubts and all of my fears are going to dissipate when I see him. Now I see through a glass darkly, but soon I will see face to face, King of kings and Lord of lords. Not only will they see Jesus, but they will have to acknowledge Him as King. Every person on this earth, every person that has ever lived, every person that's alive now, and every person that will ever live will acknowledge Him as King. Every tongue in heaven and on earth and under the earth will recognize Jesus as Lord. Either because of belief or because just mere acknowledgement of an indisputable fact. No tongue will be silent. No knee will remain unbowed. I, I, I wish you'd get that today. You know, these people that stand defiantly today. And they think they've got, you know, these crowds that follow them and worship them. And they've set themselves up to be kings. Someday, their knee's going to bow. Those principalities and powers, those uh, huge music and movie stars and these governmental leaders that have set themselves up and command people to bow down and worship them or they, they cause people to worship them, someday every knee is going to bow. I wish you could get a picture of this right now. I wish you could see Beyonce and Jay-Z and and. Putin and Trump and all of these world leaders. I wish you could see them all. They're all going to be bowing. 
It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter how powerful they are, how many movies they starred in, how many number one hits they had. They're all going to bow. They're all going to acknowledge Jesus as king. There's going to be not one missing. There's not going to be one left out. There's not going to be one doctor, one lawyer, one billionaire, amen, that's left out. Everyone will bow. All of creation will recognize Jesus as Lord. Everyone that has ever denied Him will acknowledge Him as King. Amen. Everyone that denied His existence said there is no God. Everybody that said, well, He was a good man, but He wasn't fully God. Everybody that said, well, He was a Savior, but He's not going to be my Lord. Everybody that ever stood against the church, stood against the ministry, even Satan himself is going to bow and to acknowledge Lord. Lordship over all is Jesus. Everyone, every person, everything, every bit of creation. Eh, come on, somebody. Every star in the sky, every tree in the field, every blade of grass, every rippling wave, it's going to acknowledge Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. I, I, I wish I could just help you here, and I'm closing. But I wish I could help you here. There's not going to be one person that's going to say, now who is that? There's not going to be one person that say, should we call him the second person of the Trinity? There's not going to be one person that says, is, is that maybe a, a demigod, a Jehovah Junior of some sort? There will be no question. There will be no doubt when He stands, amen, and He splits the eastern sky. Every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess. Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. Would you stand with me? I ask you right now, what are you doing right now? What are you doing to prepare for His coming? What are you doing to prepare for the second coming of Jesus Christ? Are you preparing your heart to meet Him? I mean, you know, it's exciting if you have been a loyal subject and the King comes to visit. It's like, we're going to get a visit from the King. It's going to be awesome. And they start going around and telling everybody, did you know the King is coming? The king is coming. It's going to be incredible. You don't want to miss it. The king is coming. He's going to ride in on his white horse. And we're going to worship him forever and ever. It's going to be incredible. Are you ready? Are you ready for the king to come? <laughs> but if you have been insolent and rebellious, you don't want to hear those words. You're like, uh, the king is coming? Ooh. Uh, I better get out of town. I better hit the road. And if you can't escape him because every knee and every tongue is going to confess, then there's only one choice left. You better submit. You, you better get him on the throne of your life. I know you've been, you've been playing, you've been acting like, well, you know, I'll put, him, I'll put him on the throne whenever I get around to it. It's not a big deal. No, he's coming. 
He's coming. Get Him on the throne now. Start serving Him now. Start living for Him now. Don't wait, amen, until He comes and He's in judgment and His eyes are like a flame of fire. Come on, somebody. And, and, and the, 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 the earth is shaking and, and all the things around are just, just innumerable. You can't even count all of the signs and all of the incredible things that John says are going to happen when the King comes again. You, you don't want to wait until then. I can promise you. Because if you wait till then, it's going to be too late. You're going to find yourself on the wrong side of the king. If the king is coming, I better get ready. I better make room in my heart for him. I, I better evacuate the throne of my heart. And I better say, Jesus, why don't you just be king right now? If you've never repented of your sins... If you've never turned from that lifestyle, you're still king of your life. What you need is you need to boot yourself off the throne today. Say, God, not my will, but your will be done. Like Brother Cooper preached last week. God, not my will, not my kingdom, not what I want, but what you want in my life. And then say, Jesus, you be king of my life. I want you to be in control. I want you to have your way. Whatever you want for my life is what I want. And if you've repented, if you've put him on the throne of your life, if today you've not been baptized in his name, the name that he's coming back in. Did you notice that? He's not coming back in a title. He's coming back in a name. And the name that's written is the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is coming back, amen, as Jesus Christ. It's not going to be uh, this person over here, that person over here. Maybe it's a title. Maybe it's a, uh, a third person, fourth person. No, it's going to be the king, and the king's name is Jesus Christ. And I know a lot of times whenever I'm telling you you need to be baptized, I'm telling you you need to do it to wash away your sins, and that is the case. There's no doubt about it. You know one of the other great benefits of being baptized in the name of Jesus is you take on the name of Jesus. You're taking on the name. So now you're, you're no longer just Kyle Hansbro. You're Kyle Hansbro Jesus. And when the king comes back, guess what? It's going to be only the ones that are in the king's name. In the name of the king. I want to be baptized in the name of the king. I want to pledge my allegiance to the king. Amen. I want King Jesus, amen, to be glorified in my life. I want him to get the glory, so I'm going to be baptized in his name. And he promises that he will fill us with his spirit. You know what? You don't have to wait for the, the, the king to come back. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. He told the disciples, I will come to you. He wants to come to you right now. He wants to come and be in your life, right? You don't have to wait for, to, to see a physical Jesus come back. You can have Jesus in your life right now. He said, I want to fill you with my spirit. I want to give you the Holy Ghost. Amen. It will lead you and guide you into all truth. The king is going to return. And when he returns, everything's going to be different. But if you're ready, it could be, it could be glorious. It could be beautiful. It could be wonderful. I don't know about you, but I want to be riding behind him. I want to have my, my clean garment on. I can't be clean by my own. We, we sang it today. We're washed in the blood of his sacrifice. 
I, I, my, my dirty rags of trying to be right and trying to do things on my own and, and, and my own righteousness. It's just filthy rags to Him. And so uh, I can't be clean that way, but washed in the blood in the name of Jesus, washed in the blood of His sacrifice, I can say, Jesus, fill me with Your Spirit. God, it's not my works of righteousness. It's only by Your grace. And I'm thankful for the blood today. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I open up this altar right now. Amen. If you need to come today, I, I, I wish that there would be those of you that would come and you would, you say, well, that's just kind of theatrical, whatever. You could say whatever you want. I wish some of you would just go ahead and bow the knee today. I wish some of you would go ahead and lift those hands and surrender today and say, Jesus, you are my king. God, I'm not holding back anything from you. I want you to be King of kings and Lord of lords in my life today, right now. Before I leave this place, I want you to be on the throne. And God, I want you to have your way in my life. This altar's open. I challenge you to come. Put Jesus on the throne today. Yes, the world will bow down and say you are God. Will bow down and say you are king. So let's start right now. Why would we wait? King of glory, fill this place. We just want to be. Thank you.